everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Power Your Mind podcast. I'm Julie Nygaard, host of the show, as well as the author of all of the scripts for the hypnotherapy episodes that you may or may not have been listening to up to this point. I'm also going to be posting this episode, by the way, on my nine minute nutrition podcast because it's relevant to things that people look for in that nutrition podcast. Today, I'm going to be the expert on my Ask the Expert series on these ways to increase your attention span, because not only am I a trained hypnotherapist, but I also have my nutrition certification from Bowman College in Boulder. I'm a nutrition educator, and part of getting your mind on track and being able to focus on things has to do with nutrition as well. I've written a book called The Last Damn Diet, a step-by-step guide to end your war with food forever. And you can check out more of what I'm going to go through in that book if you're interested after you listen to the podcast. So let's just jump right into it. Seven ways to increase your attention span, which is super important these days because our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter as we dart from thing to thing on all the social media platforms that we have available to us now. So I'm going to do three things that you can do to help your brain as well as four things that you can do to help your mind stay on focus. I think it's kind of hard to train your mind to stay focused if your brain is completely messed up, and that's going to start with eating, right? Now, I'm not going to tell you how to eat. Everyone eats differently. We all have the things that we like and we don't like. But one thing is for certain, most people are not getting enough nutrients. And there's two things that I think we can all take supplement-wise that are super easy to take, that can really help your body. And I'll tell you why when I tell you what they are. First is a multi-mineral. Now, minerals come from the foods that we eat, mostly the foods that come from the ground, and a lot of those foods have been stripped of all the minerals because the ground has just been used to replant again and again and again. So over time, we become depleted in numerous minerals, and those are very helpful for making sure that your brain works properly. So I would suggest taking a multi-mineral, Uh, And then the other thing is a multi B vitamin, which is super helpful with stress, as well as helping some of the neurotransmitters make the right chemicals that needs in the brain to make everything work perfectly. Now, maybe you are into supplements or you're not, doesn't really matter. Maybe you're taking so many more than that, or you're not taking it in at all. These are the two that I would recommend for increased brain health with respect to eating unless you know for a fact that you're eating really, really well. I would just try taking those every single day, multi-mineral and a multi-B vitamin. The second thing I would do is hydration, proper hydration. Now, not having enough water, and in fact, it's been proven, I think that it's 80% of all people, that means four out of every five, don't drink enough water every day. It can cause brain fog, fatigue, ADD, ADHD. I mean, the list goes on and on and on because your brain doesn't have enough water to make the chemicals that it needs to function properly. Again, so you're just not thinking right. So it's so easy to drink enough water. It's one of the easiest things that we can do. And I recommend 50% of your body weight in ounces. So not 50% of your body weight in pounds. (laughs) Don't get that wrong. (laughs) So let's say if you weigh 150 pounds, you wanna try for 75 ounces a day or higher to make sure that you have enough water and that your cells are properly hydrated to make all of the neurotransmitters and things that your brain needs to function properly. 
The third thing is to keep your blood sugar balanced, which a little bit has to do with the first one, eating right. But you might be eating right and your blood sugar is still imbalanced. Again, high blood sugar causes insulin to pour into the bloodstream to get it back down. And insulin can really mess up your moods. It can be a trigger for eating a lot of sugary carbs. If you want to get more information on this, there's a great podcast by a guy named Andrew Huberman. It's just the Huberman podcast. You can watch it on YouTube or you can check it out on his podcast. He's a neuroscientist from Stanford and he has so many extraordinary episodes on your brain and how to make it function optimally. I'm not going to go into all those, but keeping your blood sugar balance, which really is just eating protein and fats at every meal. That's what it's going to involve, right? Like if you know you're kind of a sugar or a carb craver, make sure you get some protein and fat continually throughout the day to help stabilize that tendency for you to overeat the things that are going to make your blood sugar go up. Because when you combine a low glycemic food like protein or nuts with a high, you get the middle result in your bloodstream. Kind of complicated, maybe a little bit. If you can just remember to eat some kind of protein and fat at every meal, you will find that you have a lot less mood swings and inability to focus over time. Now, I also have four additional things that you can do for your mind to help your attentiveness. And these are practical things. Yes, you can do puzzles and mind improvement games, but those don't really contribute to your personal growth. Go ahead and do those. I'm not against them, but I'm going to give you four things that are going to add to the value of your life. Number four is to learn a language. Now, if you've never learned a language before, it's a good idea to start small, right? Maybe you can only max 10 minutes per day. The goal is not to take any breaks once you decide what you're going to learn. So if you can only focus for five minutes a day, then do that for a few days, and then you'll see how quickly you're going to be able to go to 10 minutes, 20, 30, you kind of work up. But the thing is consistency, at least five days a week. And make sure that you don't take any breaks, right? No phone, no going to get a snack, no going to get something to drink. Have all of that stuff right in front of you. So learning a language, it's, uh, I have this great one that I'm doing right now. I'm working on Spanish. I did German over COVID <laughs> when we were all in lockdown. Now I'm doing Spanish. And it's Spanish with Paul. He has an excellent website on YouTube. I am not being paid by Paul, by the way, to promote his Spanish YouTube station, but he absolutely has the best, easiest to learn Spanish that I've ever encountered. And trust me, I've tried it quite a few times. This time I'm on and I'm getting it. So check it out, Spanish with Paul on YouTube. Number five is to learn how to play an instrument. Also very, very good for your brain. Different parts of your brain that you don't work when you're doing other things like reading or learning language or focusing on your job. But it is the same as language as far as how you structure your time to do it. If you don't have much of an attention span, don't sit down and try to practice something for one hour. Start small and do it every day. Better to do five minutes a day for seven days in a row than to try to do 35 minutes all at once and not do anything again for 30 days. I'm personally a piano player, and that could be one of the easier instruments to learn. I mean, I tried learning the guitar, but with my fingers bleeding, I was like, forget it, there's gotta be something better. 
than this. So I went for the piano and I love it. I've been playing the piano for many years, but it's just like anything, you know, there's always something to learn. So even if I'm maybe an intermediate to an advanced piano player, there's always another level to go to. The thing I like about musical instruments, learning an instrument, is that it it kind of focuses on your creative side. So it balances out your brain if you're really into the logistical stuff and working and numbers all the time. Doing a creative endeavor can help balance your brain out and help with your attention as well. Number six is to read something. You can either read fiction or nonfiction, whatever you prefer. I mean, the goal is to read. And just like the other things, you don't want to jump up for water or snacks or your phone or, you know, whatever you've got going. Set aside some time and make sure you have all of that with you so you don't have to get up. And you read for 5, 10, 15 minutes, increasing the amount of time each day. Now pick something that's interesting to you or that you like to read. Not just, you know, Facebook. I'm sorry, that doesn't count. <laughs> Not social media. Something that's actually going to add value to your life. You can either learn, or if you like fiction stories, maybe you like um, science fiction or some other kind of adventure. Something that you truly enjoy, and then just do it nonstop for as long as you can and increase your time over the day. The last thing... Number seven, to help increase your attention span, is no multitasking. We all kind of pride ourselves on being able to do everything all at once, but it actually adds to your inability to focus on anything. If you give 100% of your attention to whatever you're doing, whether it's speaking to someone, or working on your job, or learning your instrument, or learning a language, 100% of your focus to that thing, you're going to learn it so much quicker especially if you're speaking with someone. Rather than checking your phone and looking around and looking away from them, just give them your undivided attention. Look into their eyes, respond to what they're saying. It'll improve the quality of your relationships and it will help your attention span. So there you have it, seven awesome ways to increase your attention span. You can also, of course, listen to the hypnotherapy podcast, How to Naturally Increase Your Attention Span. That podcast, by the way, focuses more on the subconscious programming than the conscious, which is what we're doing right now. So if you could listen to that one, just kind of relax, sit back, and retrain your mind to naturally know what to do to increase your attention span to be able to focus on whatever you want for as long as you want to. Thanks again for listening to the Power Your Mind podcast. And remember, this episode will also be on my 9-Minute Nutrition podcast. If you're interested in any of my books, you can check them out on the Amazon page, Julie Nygaard, which is linked in the description of this podcast. I will catch you on the next episode.